Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to ZorkCast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style, brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of ZorkCast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hello, this is Michael, and welcome back to ZorkCast. So, you want to play craps. Actually, you really do. If you want a great recreational gambling experience, and you like to gamble, and we're talking just recreational for fun, probably not tons of times a year, but a couple of times a year, craps, also known as dice, is a fabulous game. And I'm going to try to do a couple of episodes just on basic craps strategy for people who are uncomfortable with taking the plunge and playing dice. Now, it's important to understand that there is, there's quite a bit to this game, even though none of it is really that complicated. So I will try to take it one step at a time. I also have a lot of interesting dice stories that I would love to share at a later date. That'll be on a different episode. I also apologize for Mr. Leo in the background. He managed to procure a rather large bone and is gnawing on it. And I've been waiting for him to finish because he doesn't want to leave the room. So you might hear a little bit of background noise. So, craps. It's a game with two die with six numbers on each die. Very much like you would expect it to be. The smallest number you can roll is a two, which is known as snake eyes. The highest number you can roll is a 12, which is two sixes, which is also referred to as boxcars or midnight. I happen to like to refer to the 12 as a midnight. Craps is not a difficult game. It is a procedurally complicated game, but it is not difficult. And that's a good thing. So once you understand the procedure, it's, it's really not that difficult to play. Also, it's important to understand as a, as a broad stroke right now that craps is really a game within a game. There's the, hey, Leo, come over here. Leo gets very upset when people come by sometimes. Come on, Leo, we're talking about dice, okay? So craps has really two different games. There's the pre the pre-game, which is the come-out roll, and then there's the game that's after the come-out roll, which is basically when the point is determined. And don't worry if you don't understand all of the terminology immediately. Once you start playing it a little bit, you will start to get used to it. So, first off, why should you play craps? Well, it's exciting. Probably the most exciting casino game Nobody can argue that. Whenever you walk by a craps table, you always see action. There are great highs, which also come with great lows, but that's part of the excitement. There's a great ability to maximize on a winning streak if you get lucky, and that's, that's really wonderful. It's a community game. What I mean by that is that most people at the table are betting the same way. So if you win, your neighbor wins, and the guy at the other end of the table wins. Unlike a game like Blackjack, where it's all about your hand. It has nothing, you know, you're not really that concerned with your neighbors. So that's sort of nice from a social aspect of gambling because you have community. So that's really, 
really great. Now, for those who are intimidated to start playing craps, here are a few suggestions. Number one, find a friend who would like to teach you and walk you through your first session. That's absolutely the best way to do it. I love to do that for people. So if you could ever find me in a casino, it's one of my favorite things to do is to bring someone to a craps table who's never been to a craps table before. The other thing you want to do is you need to you have to read the rules of the game. You have to get acquainted with it. Remember, I told you it's procedurally complicated. That means that you need to understand what the procedures are. You also need to understand the payouts. Unlike a game like Blackjack, where you have to learn a strategy known as basic strategy to be able to play effectively, with craps, it's not so much the strategy, but you need to understand the payouts. Otherwise, you might not catch errors if dealers aren't paying you correctly, or you won't know how to bet correctly. So you really do need to learn those those payouts. Craps is really more accounting and basic math than than strategy, per se. Now, a great resource for craps is Wizard of Odds. I'll put a reference in the show notes. There are also quite a few good books on craps, and I think that'll actually be another episode in the future where I talk about some of my favorite craps books. Some of them are just great from an educational sense. Others are great from the sense of superstition and people's sort of warped theories about craps. I actually have one book that's about feng shui and craps, and it's an absolutely phenomenal read, but I don't want to get off on that tangent right now. Another resource, if you really like craps, is the podcast You Can Bet on That. I will also put a link in the show notes. These guys love to talk craps, and they do a wonderful job talking about it. Really entertaining, really enjoyable for us craps players. So let's dive into this briefly, and I might have to split a little bit more into another episode, but let's see. You need to come up with a uh, strategy for your first session, and this is something I I tell people to do anytime they gamble. You don't just sit down at a table. You come up with a strategy before you sit down at the table. So for a very simple strategy at dice is you're going to sit out the come out roll. Remember I told you there are two games, the game within the game, and you're going to wait for the point to be determined. The point is the number that will become the number that the shooter needs to roll. So point is determined and there is a marker or puck with a, it says on, and that will be on a number. That means that the point has been determined and you know what number has been rolled. I'm absolutely oversimplifying things, but that's to give you a blueprint for an easy first session. The reason why I'm telling you to avoid the come out is because of bankroll and the eventual concept of taking odds, which are called free odds, which is one of the best aspects of dice but also makes the story a bit more complicated. We'll deal with that in another episode. You're going to have to find a table that has a table minimum that works for your bankroll, which is preferably for most people who are starting out, a $5 or $10 table. You'll find a spot at the table, and when the dice are in the middle of the table, not with a shooter, you'll put your money on the table, and the dealer will give you chips for your money. You now have money, and you need to make your first wager. You are waiting for the point to be determined, if it has not been, as a 6 or 8. And this is a strategy. We're just focusing on the 6 and the 8. So once the point is determined to be a 6 or 8, you will bet. And the reason there is because you want to be – you obviously want to be in the action, but you also want to be on the point without going on the pass line. 
So the point's been determined. Puck's on the on. It's the number eight. So that's awesome. So the number eight has been determined. So now you're going to bet. You're going to bet on both the six and the eight because they are two numbers that are basically related to each other, for lack of a better term. So you have to realize that when you're betting on a six and the eight, you have to bet in increments of six dollars. Why? Because place bets on the six and eight pay seven to six. So in order to pay seven to six, you have to bet in increments of six. What does that mean? Well, that means if you place, because you're doing the terminology as a place bet, the six, if you place the six for $30, so that's six times five, and someone rolls a six, you will win $35, which is seven times five. So basically, you're waiting for this point to be the six or the eight, say the eight's the point, and that number is rolled, and you have a bet on a six or the eight, you're going to win. If you also are betting, remember, like I said, you're betting on the six, then if the six is rolled, you're also going to win. The difference is when the point is rolled, if it's the point eight, then the action stops and it all starts over again on determining the point. When does it end? Well, like I said, it ends if somebody rolls the point. It also ends if that evil number, which is the number seven, comes up, then all action stops. So I think that should give you a little bit of an idea of what you're doing. You're basically focusing on two bets, place bets on the six and the eight, very low house edge for these bets, about one and a half percent, not much different than the pass line without odds, which is about 1.4 percent. You're going to look for a low minimum table. That means a $5 table, you could bet as low as $6 on a six and eight. On a $10 table, you'd bet as low as 12, $15 table as low as 18, $25 table as low as 30. Now, there is a lot more to craps than just this, but at least this just gives you a little peek into how you can start playing in a rather easy manner and at a rather easy and safe manner. So I will go a little bit further and we'll talk about what to do when you start to win bets and also the pass line and things like that. But at least now you have a little bit of an overview of a strategy to go in and simplistically play craps without having to worry about too many bets and too many things to keep track of. And remember, other than that evil number, which is the seven, the six and the eight are the numbers that are more most likely to be rolled in the game of craps. So they're great numbers to be betting on. Until next time, have a wonderful day. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.